0: And welcome to episode five of the Remote Coach Podcast with your host, as always, Ollie Carson. And today's special guest, my old coach, Mr. Callum Rastrick, one part of the awesome company, the Muscle Mentors. Um, Callum is an absolute legend in the industry, hugely liked and aspired to. Um, by many who are looking to further develop their own skills and knowledge as a coach, Um, hence the formation of the online learning portal with the Muscle Mentors. Um, This episode is great for just digging into Callum's mindset uh, when it comes to getting great results with clients and what to focus on in your business in the early stages of your coaching business. Um, So sit back, enjoy it, relax, Uh, please share any feedback that you have across our social media channels just tag me in it's conditioned by carson with a k and then you've got callum raystrick which is callum underscore the muscle mentors enjoy it and we will speak to you soon callum my man thank you so much for joining us on the podcast how are you dude i'm all right thanks mate yeah thanks for having me on We were just uh, talking off air about your incredible office setup, and I can see that today you've got the date set up correctly on the little thing. That's good. uh,
1: Mate, I I deliberately changed it this morning because I knew I'd be on video with you. (laughs) Normally, you palm off the
0: responsibility to Han and you blame it on her when it's not the right date. But today, you've you've taken ownership, mate, and it's on 16, which is good. (laughs) I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Um, Mate, I'm really, really looking forward to this podcast because obviously, I've worked with you in the past, um, and just couldn't sing your praises enough in terms of the service that you deliver and the results that you get with your clients and the results that I got with you. And um, I really want to delve into that in a bit more detail today and, and kind of get to the root of what it is that you, you feel gets you the results that you do. Um, because in an industry where, you know, lots of trainers are kind of offering the same sort of thing and we've all got a general understanding of body composition, how to achieve fat loss, how to achieve muscle gain, it really strikes me that the results that you get kind of stand out, and they're, they're they're incredible results. So I kind of want to find out what you feel is is the reasoning for that. So why is that in your eyes? You know, you've built an amazing online coaching business. You haven't used things like, from what I can tell at least, things like Facebook ads. You haven't got some sort of crazy funnels that you use or crazy marketing tactics you've built this business off the back of getting amazing results with clients. So in your mind, what do you feel you do differently to achieve those results with clients?
1: Yeah, I think, um, one thing that we can definitely say is the fact that the, the growth of obviously our own individual brands and, and as a collective within the muscle mentors has, um, has really been organic for, for the last couple of years since we've started. And it's only really now where we we've, uh, when we launched the portal and realistically only really within the last kind of six months where we're just starting to get to grips now with right how how can we market ourselves better and how can we kind of bring in a bigger audience from what we have already so I guess that is something that a lot of people now when they have the mentors and you know when they've got the um you know when they've got the the coaching support like you do with your guys and your men, your mentor clients they kind of put that stuff in initially from the offset and then they they develop as coaches from there. And I think a focus in the industry now is getting good at business and getting good at coaching. Um, but I think where we came from and where personally I came from, I'm completely clueless about business. I probably still am. <laughs> it's just, I'm good at coaching. Well, you're um, doing something right, dude, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, you, if you ask me what an email funnel is, I wouldn't have an idea, but <laughs> if you asked me to coach someone, I can do that. <laughs> um, but mate, that's, that's,
0: that's, it's an interesting point, you know, because I think you're right. I think people get it the wrong way around a lot of the time. You know, they're hyper-focused on all of these systems and funnels. And as you say, all these kind of business minutiae that ultimately might lead to you getting slightly quicker growth, but nothing outweighs what getting results can do. So, you know, going back to that, what do you feel you do differently to get such great results with your clients? Is there is it a conscious thing? Do you feel like you do anything different to... And, and again, it will be hard for you to tell because you don't know how other people are coaching. Mm. You know, for the for the most part. But is there anything that you think you do specifically that leads to getting these crazy results with clients? You only need to scroll through your social media to see all of the before and afters, and people shouting your name from the rooftops to know that you do get great results. So try and unpack that. What do you feel like you do differently?
1: Um, I think I, I I pride myself from a coaching perspective, and I always have done on on legitimately caring as well and going the extra mile for clients and you know we, we had it for you like I think it was last year when you sent me a bit of a hard time was like I've had a completely you know I've, I've had a complete change of direction I don't want to pursue this and this is what I want to do and for me it's like I just want the best for that individual client so if that's the direction you want to go then I'm going to support that the whole way yeah um like part of that for me is from a development perspective and you, I think you will say the same thing getting in front of as many people as you can early on and, you know, from the time I spent at, at M10 was a big pinnacle part of my career where I just got in front of a lot of different clients and a lot of different coaches. And I learned a lot in that time frame just from doing doing stuff wrong and also doing stuff right and learning from that. And I think the time that I spent in those three years was a, was a big stepping stone from an exposure perspective to develop a skill set. And also from an online perspective, you know, learn how to deal with people and communicate and build rapport and build trust with clients on the gym floor first and then take that online as opposed to potentially try and pursue the online market before I've kind of mastered the other stuff. I think that's quite a big part in it as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and I can definitely speak from experience, as you say, having worked with you, you know, over the years for a long time, um, the care and the attention to detail that you have of your clients and that the empathy and, and the understanding is second to none in my opinion and uh, often probably a massively overlooked element of what a trainer considers when they're working with clients either face-to-face or online actually just going the extra mile for people um, genuinely giving a shit about their progress giving a shit about their personal lives and what they've got going on will always serve you well it will always give you repeat business it will always have people shouting your name from the rooftops Um, but again it's quite easy to get sucked into worrying about How does this? What? How does this system work? How do I run Facebook ads? Actually, let's get back to the basics of running a successful business, which is being a good person
1: first and foremost. I think that's important. I I, I can guarantee, like even the the guys and girls that are going to you for these systems and the and these processes, like, and you, you, I'm sure you'll say the same thing. Like, if you get someone that's exceptional at coaching that then you teach in the business side, they're going to skyrocket in terms mm. of their ability to scale. But if you get someone who isn't a good coach and is inexperienced and you teach them that stuff, there's still, there's still only a limitation on where they can go. Right? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that
0: I've come to learn over the short time that we've been running supercharged is to be quite selective with who I work with. Um, not because I'm trying to be nitpickety, but because I wouldn't want to take somebody's money and take somebody on board if I feel like they need to address other issues first, like yeah. getting good results with clients, getting yourself out there, being consistent with marketing your services, that kind of thing. Because um, like you say, there's there's a logical sequence to being successful face-to-face or online. And, and at the very core of that is being a good coach, knowing what you're doing and working with as many people as you possibly can. Um, and there's a kind of good segue there into the next question you touched briefly on your time at M10 and being a face-to-face coach, how important do you feel that period of time being a personal trainer, working with people on the shop floor, has been in your success online? How how vital was that period of your your coaching career?
1: I think it's massive because I think when you when you when you're dealing with one-to-one clients and when you're coaching on the gym floor, and obviously that's another conversation to be had in terms of the current climate now and not being able to coach on the gym floor. But yeah. that, I think that's where you learn how to get the most out of people and, and how to, to really communicate on a deeper level, be empathetic. And, you know, it, it's a completely different coaching relationship when you're seeing someone in person two, three times a week. And yeah. you, you become a coach that is, is just more than giving a training plan. It's more than giving a dark plan. It's, mm-hmm. it's a big part of their life. It's a big part of their support system. And I try and instill that same mentality and thought process and care even when it's on an online basis like communication is still always high and there's always a very very meaningful level of rapport being built from the start and you know from my perspective like it, if i get a client who who doesn't show that same level of commitment and i, I know as a coaching relationship it's not going to work because that's how I, I don't like i don't like to work like that um and uh you know the 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 bigger that rapport and the bigger that understanding and trust then bottlenecks that usually come about from coaching like adherence and communication it's just never an issue and I think that's a big part of how how we've got results in the past now I've got I've got results in the past because you know when I tell a client to do something there's always a thought process to this is why we're doing it and they understand that and there's never any remorse as to I can't do or I won't do it because they're bought in if that makes sense yeah definitely and again coming back
0: from you know speaking from experience having worked with you I can definitely see how you do that you spend a a really good amount of time building relationships with somebody and then ultimately when it comes to doing things that are challenging, being adherent for a long period of time, being compliant to a plan that is maybe difficult to follow at times, um, you know, in the depths of a dieting phase or whatever it might be or if you're at the peak of your off-season and you're shoveling food down and you don't really want to eat, um, having a strong relationship with your coach ultimately enables you to kind of move past that because there's an element of not wanting to let you down as well you know, yeah. as a client. Um, and I think whether that's a conscious thought or a, a just something that's a byproduct of the way that you work with your clients, it works really well to get the most out of the client. And I know that from, again, speaking from experience. And one of the things that you said there that really stuck out to me was the fact that, um, you know, when you're working with face-to-face clients, it is a different relationship. And it's important to people, you know, it's really, really important to people that that period of time that they spend with you in the gym during a training session for a lot of people, is the highlight of their day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of personal trainers don't respect that enough. Um, I know from my time working in personal training, I always went into the session thinking, this is the best part of this person's day and I need to act accordingly. I'm not gonna have my phone on me. I'm not gonna be sipping on a brew. I'm gonna be dressed accordingly. I'm gonna be presentable. I'm gonna smell nice. I'm gonna be upbeat. I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna have communication. I'm gonna come, you know, converse with this person on a on a personal level. And, you know, far too often you can go into a, a commercial gym if you if you're unfortunate enough to train in a commercial gym and see personal trainings working with their clients, and it just isn't that. Yeah. You know, and then they wonder why they've got churn and why clients leave them and they're not picking up new clients because they they're pretty much delivering a shit service. Um, so I think it's really important to address the basics there as a personal trainer. And then, like you say, carrying that over to online and making sure that you're still giving that level of service and still make like, for me, check-in day with you was always one of the best days of the week. Cause I, I look forward to getting a check-in response mm-hmm. from you, you know, and, and it's that same feeling of, I'm looking forward to hearing back from Callum, you know, it's exactly the same thing. Um, Mate, the the muscle mentors is like this ever growing brand right and you've got multiple people working inside the brand now lots of great trainers what was the thought process behind having lots of people working in the muscle mentors versus just being like a, a one man a one man band if you like
1: yeah like me obviously it started with the podcast in um 2018 and then i think from the in from the from the the interest that we got with the podcast it then grew into into something a little bit bigger than that and to be honest when we first started it, when me and Luke first started the podcast it was like we were just two two people that were very like-minded that liked the same stuff that were interested in the same stuff he had his own business I had had my own business and it wasn't intentional to to create a brand and a company out of that but it kind of organically grew into that and that's why it works Mm -hmm. and I think we got to a point where it's like right there are there are people attending our seminars and there are there are clients that we 've coached and there are people and colleagues that we've worked with in the past that share that same thought process that are moving in the same direction and mm-hmm. you know in my opinion if there's if there's six of us singing the same singing on the same hymn sheet and preaching the same thing and delivering in the same professional manner and and you know standing for the same message then it 's better than two of us and and in the future that will continue to grow when we find the right people and there 's a reason mm-hmm. why over you know three years now there's only six of us because we're very selective over who comes in because they've got to be the right fit Mm.
0: yeah I Uh, think it's a it's a really clever way of doing things I mean I can I, I don't want to put words into your mouth but I imagine that there'll be certain aspects of coaching that Luke's better at than you and vice versa and you know James will come in and do a lot of the exercise mechanics stuff and yeah it's, it's about covering all bases and six heads are often better than one head. And, uh, you know, if you and I'm sure you regularly do reach capacity in your coaching roster, you know, you're not turning somebody away. You're helping out somebody in the in the coaching business. You're sending them to that person. And that then ultimately, you know, broadens your reach as a company. It's like you all come under the muscle mentors umbrella. So when somebody gets an incredible result, whether that's with you or one of the other coaches, it's come under the muscle mentors umbrella if you like and then that gives you more outreach which is a, a really cool way of doing things um i mean i've only ever worked with one other person in the past in the coaching business and you do have to be really careful don't you about yeah. who you are al- like who you align yourself with and who you trust with your brand um so i think anyone who's listening to this and is thinking about partnering up with someone don't rush into it would be would be the yeah, kind of take-home course. point there for sure yeah. um mate you're kind of always on a never-ending quest for more knowledge, more understanding of the many facets of coaching. But at what point do you feel like the information that you acquire and that the knowledge that you gain becomes, you know, not a return on investment for either the results that you get or the money that goes into the bank and actually starts to become a bit of a cost on the time that you spend studying and so on. Is there a happy medium to be struck, do you feel, or do you feel as though you can
1: never stop learning and there's always more to be gained from that? I think the, the one thing that resonates with me and I've seen it loads of times in the past and you still see it now is the fact that we've got to always relay on the fact that we are coaches first and foremost, not mm. academics. So mm. I, I'm not doing this to do a PhD and and be someone that writes journals and, and, and so forth. I'm doing this to be a better coach. So everything mm. we're studying is applicable to the business in the first place. And it's something that I can write. If I go and go to that seminar, or read that lecture or download this, this, uh, this publishing. Can I then go and read that and consume that and implement it the next day and have value mm. from it? Mm. And I think there's a lot of stuff that potentially people are investing in that it's probably quite a skewed relationship between what's valuable and what's not. Mm. And I think you get a point within your career where you know Luke is one of these people and James is one of these people where they've achieved a lot. And James obviously has been in the industry a lot longer than both of us, but he's at a point where he loves learning as well. And that's a mm-hmm. great thing because you always stay relevant. You're always advancing your, your knowledge set. But I think for the younger coach, you need to understand that the learning from the standpoint of like developing as a coach is getting some of that academic side, but also just spending a lot of time in the ten- trenches being a coach mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, if you fall into this trap of, I'm not going to really start, this, you've got to dive head first and then kind of learn the ropes yourself as well. Yeah, I think that's
0: a really, really important message because I, can only imagine that there's junior coaches maybe listening to this and thinking, well, maybe I don't know enough or they're comparing themselves to maybe the likes of you guys and the muscle mentors and seeing the results that you put out and thinking that they need to have the same level of in-depth knowledge and understanding to get going even. And actually a lot of your experience and your knowledge is gonna come from working with more people, making mistakes, figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. It's not to say that you should stop your endeavor to learn more and you should always be doing that concurrently to coaching but you do need to just get out there and start as well right that that's that's important for people to realize you you need to
1: start to actually get better um it's like it's the same it's the same uh like i've had this loads of times with clients especially like over the last year or so with gym floor pts who are not online and the response is like well know I don't have the systems I've never coached online so there's a barrier for them not to do it but Mm -hmm. you've got to appreciate the fact you've just got to do it and then improve and improve and and learn over time because if you don't start then you're never gonna you're never gonna capitalize on that market and that audience so it's the same with studying like that that self-development and personal development is always going to be a from a professional perspective within your career it's always going to be part of it but at no point should that then overconsume consume you being a coach in the first place. It's gotta, there's gotta be a balance between the two.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. Mate, in your opinion, where is online coaching heading? And, um, and what would your advice be to new coaches looking to get
1: established in the industry? I think, well, with, with, with the pandemic and how the last year has gone, I think it's, uh, moving forwards, it is going to be an integral part, if not the majority of the industry in future. And I think it's a platform that if you're not already capitalizing on it and utilizing it, it's a platform you need to start spending more time developing and constructing and putting systems in place to be able to to handle a capacity of clients online, whether that is starting to transfer the, the clients that you've got on the gym floor online for the meantime and having the ability to do both, or whether that is starting to restructure the business model to allow for online clients to come on, like for you, like, you're a perfect example over the last year or so, even from a, from the growth of your business and your clients online. Like if you were coaching on the gym floor, you would never have the ability to run a business to have two kids because yeah. you wouldn't have any time. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Whereas like at some point there's gonna be a bottleneck where you can no longer do 40 to 50 hours a week PT on the gym floor, because you can't do anything else in your life when you're spending all day at the gym. And I personally think like, just from a quality of life perspective, I, I couldn't work from 6am till 10pm on the gym floor anymore. Mm-hmm. I've done it for five, six years at the start, but I couldn't do that anymore. I don't mind doing it at my laptop when I'm in the comfort of my home with a coffee in front of me. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, going to the gym at 6am is just not something I want to do. But I've done that time first and then it, it starts to evolve over time as you kind of earn the right to to kind of take take time away and go, go to that online part. But um, I just think it's something where if... if uh, there's no barrier to starting, uh, you know, apart from the barrier that you're creating in your head. Yeah. And there are resources out there for you to create better systems and better business models, et etc. But the barrier we've got to ultimately, ultimately realize is is self perpetuated, and the only thing stopping you doing it is is you. Yeah, massive. It's, it's it's something that I speak to the
0: guys I work with, time and time again. It's like the fear of rejection. It's the fear of putting yourself out there and nobody being interested nobody inquiring on your services you know that that's something that we ultimately all feel in our day-to-day lives and in a lot of things that we do but putting yourself out there and almost putting your head above the parapet to some extent is quite scary for people especially seeing as it is such a competitive market you know and the likelihood is is that if you're getting into online coaching you're probably looking at other online coaches who seem to be flourishing and doing well it comes back to that whole social media thing of comparing yourself to others and then uh, paralysis by analysis not doing anything because you're overthinking things and just getting started is a really important take home there um, I'm not sure if you can relate mate but that transition from going from face to, really busy face-to-face PT to online it will never really feel like a an easy or the right time to do it there'll always be some sort of sacrifice in doing so you know you've got to think if you're if you're quite busy with face-to-face PT, obviously it's not relevant right now with the pandemic. But you know, if you're listening to this in the future, if you're busy with face-to-face PT and that's you know giving you a certain element of income, getting rid of all of those clients or getting rid of the vast majority of those clients for anyone who doesn't want to move across the online is going to be scary. You know, it's going to be it's going to it's going to take a hit. But unless you start, it's it's not going to happen. What was your experience like moving from face-to-face to PT? I think I was actually being coached by you
1: when you were still PTing out of, was it frontline? You were yeah, doing like a few sessions. It's a good example. So when I left M10, I had a I had a, an online client base, but yeah. uh, it was something I could live off, but it wasn't something I was satisfied with in terms mm. of like, this is not where I wanna be forever. Mm. And obviously you go from, I think I, was, I finished at M10 at about 25 hours a week. And there was like a minimum baseline that you could do per week. Mm. And obviously you go from, and we moved from Nottingham to Manchester, and the idea in Manchester was, right, I'm now going to just be fully online and this is the side I'm going to grow. But there's always that little voice in the back of your head where it's like, there's, there's, there's some uncertainty here. And I remember yes. I went to FLF to train at Oscar and uh, the owner of FLF was like, oh, have you ever thought about PTing here? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go away and think about it. And then <laughs> a week later I was PTing in that gym when I, when I, when I, sh- when I shouldn't have been. And I, the, the, the irony was like, I was losing money. I was paying 1,300 pound a month rent and doing like five hours of PT. In my head, I was like, Well, I've still got as a solid, as my second option, so it's all right. Um, but I think the take home message is like, and I'll say this to, to the guys and girls that I coach that are thinking the same thing like, what you dedicate time and energy to will grow, yes. And there's no other way of doing it than just going all in. Mm. If you dabble in both, you're, ne- you're not really going to master either. Whereas, yes. if you want something to scale quickly, if you go 100% and give all your time to it. The growth is going to reflect your effort being put in. Whereas yeah. for me, like I was doing a little bit on the gym floor, which kind of skewed my timings for the day and skewed my schedule. I wasn't spending enough time in the online business for it to fully thrive. And then when I shut that door, even if it was, there wasn't maybe 10, 15 hours a week was spent PTing total with like the time I'd spent at the gym between clients and walking to the gym, etc. When I bought those 15 hours back across the week and I put those 15 hours into the online business, it just started to skyrocket because my focus yeah. was only on one thing. Whereas mm. I think people, obviously, when they're when they're afraid to let go of that that coaching side in in person, because of that that timidness, they never really capitalize on what the online side could actually grow and scale.
0: Yeah, you're so so right, mate. You know, um, it's it's almost like a comfort blanket for people, isn't it? I think a lot of personal trainers, for whatever reason, believe that there's more security in personal training than there is online coaching. It's still a little bit unknown to people. People are still a little bit wary as to whether or not this thing can actually work. Am I going to lose all my clients at once? Are they all going to up and leave one month? Um, but like you say, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. What fo- Where, you know, energy goes, where focus goes. And that then kind of self-perpetuates and you have the outcome that you're looking for. So, yeah. mate, you absolutely nailed it there, dude. Um, mate, thank you so much for your time and, and giving us an insight into you know your growth and and what people can potentially you know focus on to grow their online businesses where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and your services your coaching the website and so
1: on uh if you just google the muscle mentors um the website will come up and that's got links for coaching and for the uh the education portal as well so just uh muscle mentors and that will come up with like instagram youtube etc just under the same name
0: Awesome, dude. Thank you very much for your time. Um, And we'll look forward to hopefully speaking to you again in the future once the pandemic has rolled over and we can uh, get back to some normality. My pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, dude.